There's an air of weary expectation in the orbital tonight. People are seated in small groups and they can be seen taking off their mag boots one at a time and massaging their feet. Almost as if they weren't used to walking long distances on planets that would have frustrated Goldilocks as they were always too hot or too cold. Galbay is bulging with items for sale as people try to rid themselves of flight suits that they don't want or think that they can buy cheaper once there are more stores open. And the black market for second-hand rifles and handguns has never been so lucrative. The smell of bunion cream wafts down the corridors, but doesn't cover the aroma of feet that have been squashed into the same pair of boots for four weeks. In the corner of the room, someone gets out a harmonica and starts playing There's No Place Like Home, until he's clubbed into unconsciousness by people who love music and hate cliches. A handful of pilots wearily trudge past our viewpoint as they cross the threshold of Studio 5, sit down and utter a collective sigh of relief. A man who has not been seen at Hutton for weeks stabs vainly at some buttons in the forlorn hope that one of them will light up and capture him saying these barely remembered words. Our mics are, I hope, live. Good evening and welcome to another Thursday evening with the team over at Hutton Orbital. Flown in by special Apex taxi this evening, we've got... Harry Balzac. Uh, my driver kept trying to talk about galactic politics. Wouldn't shut up about this Nova Imperium lot. I just asked mine if he'd just started his shift. He gave me the look. I'm Wilma Fingerdoo. Well, it is a long way to Hutton. And they work on a fixed rate for supercruise journeys. I'm Wanker. He shouted my name when he pulled up to Bonkers, and half of the deck crew turned round quite angry. You lot got a taxi? I was flown there by Stretch Orca. Had lots more leg room and a minibar. And uh, yes, on, on that note, I suppose it's time for us to um, mash the bongs. Alex Zuno chooses his favourite ship, and you won't believe what he picked. As friends of Alvin will attest, knowing a barker can't always save you. If you want to complain, you haven't got a leg to stand on. Cocktails? If you can make one or tell one, you're in. Make out how to take out the fake out of breakout. Um, I mean outbreak. News, views, and cruise smooths with updates from the community. Alex Zuno is lonely at the top. At least we think he must be. Week after week, with no one coming close to his bounty totals, has left him in a position where he must feel a little bit like Alexander. No, not the one from Pointless with a very tall friend, nor the one with a ragtime band, the one that was quoted by Hans Gruber. The Great. Saw the breadth of his domain, he wept 
for there were no more worlds to conquer. This was the inspiration for his missive to the truckers, which we covered on the show two weeks ago, where he promised not to claim any bounties for a few weeks, but more importantly to share some of his knowledge so that others might aspire to the Olympian heights of his pirate sheddingness. Alex Zuno. Word? Bond. You can fill in the rest. And true enough, a rough first draft of his words of wisdom is being written onto tablets of iron torn from the decks of the ships of his enemies. Hammered into shape, using glancing blows from his plasma cannons, and the pearls of wisdom etched an inch deep using a solution made from the distilled blood of a million pirates. Also HTML. This couldn't be more warlike if it were written in Klingon, published in Westeros and carried by a skinny old man with a long white beard hanging down below his loincloth and wearing a patch over one eye. So, grasshoppers, prepare to be amazed. Practice saying, We're not worthy! And, Thank you, sir, whilst doffing your remlocks as you gaze upon the crumbs of wisdom for the Zuno's table. And maybe, just maybe, you'll come out of it a little bit better at beating the dastly Don's minions. Go to uh, bit.ly slash Zuno what to do. Uh, I'm sure one of the team's going to publish that <coughs> in chat as well. But bit.ly slash Zuno what to do. And do remember that there's more to come, including a video. Assuming we can find a lens wide angle enough to take in all of the carnage. Commander Thrawin, where shall we start? We should start in George's pants, apparently. Zamka platform, to be precise, and with some very dodgy cargo. We're asked to be kind of forgiving, as apparently the lady in question was recovering from surgery, or some such likely excuse, but I ask you, would that have been enough to cause these errors? Or should the finger be pointed more determinedly at the self-medication administered in the form of rum? Illegal cargo, expired missions, scans, red-faced dumping of cargo in the no-fire zone, all added up to a bad day for Thrawin. But a good day for Hot Norbital Truckers Cooperative, as we raked in what I believe is known as a shedload of fines. Presumably they call that because they're fines for a shed load? No? Suit yourself. The commander decided that penance was required, not least because the family name is already besmirched across half the galaxy, and commanders Ed Hunter, N-E-M-B, and Lirilai quite frankly can't afford to have their names associated with any more shady dealings. Commander Thrawin, her head full of tails of the orbital, instead of rum, reckoning that, as she was already in the doghouse, she should go and visit the galaxy's most famous doghouse, Hotton Orbital, home of the galaxy's only canine faction leader. Accompanied by NEMB, Lirilai, an infinite dreamer, Thrawin took her first Hutton selfie on Sunday evening, paid her fines, and has promised to make the Centauri Megajin last, at least until Ed Hunter's birthday, or today, whichever comes sooner. The entire galaxy is legless. Again. We have our feet up, boots off, and bums firmly back in our seats as the simulators have gone offline. 
After weeks of experiencing, albeit via Holomi, the joys of being able to step outside and stand on atmospheric worlds under colourful skies, commanders throughout the galaxy have once again been relegated back to their cockpits and experiencing the wonders of the universe through a slightly scratched, smudgy, and in some cases smashed, canopy screen. The Pilots' Federation have stated that they've now got everyone's feedback. They've watched the shenanigans, filled out the health and safety forms, worked out what wage an Apex taxi driver should actually get, and have shut down atmospheric planetary landings for a few weeks whilst they prepare. The Brewer Corporation has provided a fleet of specially modified carriers to transport all the prefab buildings to locations throughout the galaxy. The suit manufacturers have warehouses full of their patented one-size-fits-all outfits for setting foot on planets. And specialist teams are being prepared to defend bases, mop up behind all your embarrassing spills, and of course take umbrage at the slightest thing before attempting to turn you into an inanimate object with extreme prejudice. For those commanders who are itching to get back to their feet and tromp around a planet, kicking up dust, kicking rocks and cutting the locks, it looks like they'll only have to wait a couple of weeks. Adnorb Orbital's administration team are recruiting a team to provide a deep exploration of Hutton-controlled space as soon as that is possible, identifying, cataloguing and photographing our new assets as swiftly as possible. Speaking of recruitment, the progenitor Lael Wolf of Hutton Orbital, mistress of the missions and stern-faced head of operations, has put out a recruitment call for some new roles at Hutton stations. She is hunting for new staff members for the 66 stations that Hutton controls, including smooth-talking bar stewards with a penchant for dodgy dealing. Not that we'd condone that sort of thing. Uh, used ship salespeople to occupy the inter-astro desks. Need to be familiar with the words. Only one careful owner comes with a warranty. You won't see one in better condition, Governor, but I've got someone already interested in this one, so you'll have to hurry. 66 Apex Taxi Control Desk staff who can repeat the phrase, Computer says no. Armaments desks are open to applications from any ex-military service personnel who can tell the difference between the business end of a rifle and the bit that tucks into your shoulder. And for those who can't, there's always frontline solutions where all you have to do is stuff people into a waiting vulture and wish them good luck. We understand that Vista Genomics will be providing their own expert biologists for the stations. Probably a good thing, as all that paperwork makes us yawn a bit. Floor mopping guy is looking for a bunch of assistance for the washing facilities in these social areas. He's a little concerned about the glass doors. But modesty isn't what it used to be back in the 3240s. Lael is also purported to be looking for a large collection of pot plants, bar tables, and of course, some second-hand computer screens to dot around the stations. If you know anyone who fits the bill, then drop by Lael's office with their CV. Uh, that's a resume if you're on the night shift. And one of those waiver forms that mean everything is your own silly fault. And you never know, you might just get one of your friends a job. That funny distraction feeling has gone away. It's like it was never really there. 
Did I imagine it? Will it ever come back? I don't know. Anyway, enough of being distracted by distractions. Only three systems are below 40% this week. The usual underachiever, basket case of basket cases, Barnard Star, has sunk so low that none other than 10th Fleet are challenging Hutton in an election. At stake is Miller Depot, but should Hutton win, the prize is Cutner's Pride, a surface station. Following alongside Barnard Star in the shallow end of the Hutton Systems League, with only a semi-deflated set of water wings between them to keep them afloat, are Wolf 1481 and PSPF-LF2. Chuckers, we need you to make a determined effort to rescue these drowning systems, pump the influence up into the 40s at least, don the budgie smugglers of salvation and dive in and save our systems. Two of the systems have adverse states this week. The regular infrastructure has occurred in WISE 0855-07 as scheduled. Fleet carriers are on station at Yamazaki Landing, stopped with dodgily wired power generators and second-hand water purifiers, all at very reasonable prices and of dubious quality. There is another outbreak pending in Epsilon Aridani, so truck in medicines for a second dose, as the outbreak will... mm, break out imminently. As you all know, Hutton always aims high, but this time we were off by 125. Once again, we had set our sights on Wolf 562, but misfired and ended up in Wolf 437. Only 125 out. Which would be nice, but this most certainly is not cricket. Oh well, nothing to do there except apologise, back towards the door and attempt another googly. At the top end of the Hutton System League, six systems are above 60%, and it looks like not just the Mad Monks have been on the tonic wine in Van Marlen Star, as they are on 75. Meanwhile, in Colonia, Inspector Hankey, he of the deregulated Colonia bus service, reports that all is well, unscheduled and tickety-boo, but asks that the upstairs passengers don't throw things out of the fleet carrier windows and are to keep their feet off the seats. We still need to leave Hotel Carson and Ari, where complaints have been received about commanders hanging around the public spaces, distractedly gazing out of the windows with a thousand light-years stare, chain-smoking cigarettes, wondering when their distractions will be back and why their feet are so sore. Priorities this week, if you want to truck something, win the election in Barnard Star, then boost Hutton influence in Wolf 1481 and PSPF-LF2. Relieve the infrastructure failure in WISE 0855-0714 and the outbreak in Epsilon Eridani. That little lot should keep you all busy and take your minds off Odyssey. If you want to shoot something, take advantage of Alex Zuno putting up his feet for a while, or try the Pew Pew CGs, which Flossie will talk about soon. We still need to exit Carson and Nari, so help any of the factions there, except Hutton. Events created and led by the Elite Dangerous community are dear to our hearts, so here is the news of those that we know about. 
Eris Maidlung and the fleet carrier Isfahan, having made little progress over the last few weeks as the captain was busily discovering just how far it is to walk anywhere in the station hangar, let alone way out at the edge of the galaxy, is asking for all of his errand passengers to come back aboard in order to head back to the bubble for the opening of all the new shiny shops on May the 19th before heading back out. So if you're listening to this and Eris Maidlung took you on a trip out the middle of nowhere, it's time to head back to the carrier if you want to come back the easy way. Last week, Commander Valeran gave us an insight into the first few days of his event. So here's part two. The final stages of Baz's Big Bubble Banter Bus Anniversary Tour took us a little further out. Firstly to the Perseus Dark Region, KC-VC2-2, where the science vessel Hesperus, missing for almost 200 years, has been found and it was not alone. She was accompanied by a Dredger-class megaship from the Scrivener's clan. The Dredger was busy sucking everything in front of it towards a massive set of spinning teeth deep inside the ship. It has been confirmed by one of our brave pilots that an SLF does not have the thrust to escape being minced. An accidental weapons discharge by Commander Verloran also confirmed that dredges are very heavily armed. Saturday was a quiet night on the bus and just as just two commanders made their way out to the Guardian Beacon for some blueprints and material harvesting. Sunday wrapped up the tour with canyon racing in Pomesh. High speed flying, manoeuvring and rebuys were almost as plentiful as the banter. An enormous thank you to all the truckers who took part and supported us. It was a pleasure to fly with you all. Same time next year? Commander Mephisto sends this report. In the eighth week that the Comfy Cannon cruise made its way to Magellan's star, the most eastern system 44,000 light years from Sol. The features of the week's waypoints were different silicate and ice crystals, as well as an assortment of quadriparatite and abysmal pots, additionally another kind of anomaly. Commander Chris Blade 64 left the cruise earlier and completed his 27,000 light years long way back in an unengineered dolphin this week. As it did a jump range of only 27 light years, it took him over a thousand jumps. The rest of the passengers have made their temporary home on the console, except for a few eagerly awaiting the upcoming route change to visit Colonia region to go from board there. The cruise will have its stop in Asura, hopefully in time for when the Pilots' Federation begins handing out their walking permits, and will stay there for a few weeks to allow us for jaw leave. News of the upcoming events now. First, on May 22nd at 2100 BST, that's 2000 UTC, Commander Venezia has organised what he's calling the Texas Lacon Massacre and he describes it thus. In honour of all that Buck Naked has done on the radio show for the Hutton Truckers and his love of lake on spaceways, we are hosting something a little crazy. 
We will be using a T7 to mine and access bait for pirates in a has res in Wolf 1481. The T7 will be escorted by two small ships and a medium ship of your choosing. The goal is to defend the T7 while it mines and racks up some bounties with the escort ships. Who will be massacred? Will it be the T7 and escorts or all of the naughty pirates? Come to the event to find out. This event is for all platforms and the number of T7s will depend on the number of pilots that turn up. Details are on our Facebook page, which will be given in the chat. In just a few weeks, the group known as the Deep Space Network are setting off on an expedition that they've named Artemis Biological Survey 2, which they say will depart from the Vale Nebula West and across the surrounding areas of the Inner Orion Spur, passing through a series of waypoints particularly interesting in terms of biological and geological research. The objective of the expedition is to explore the stellar systems along the way in search of new biological features and exceptional geological formations in partnership with Vista Genomics, Universal Cartographics. They depart June the 4th and return July the 11th. The expedition will be supported by the fleet carrier DSN Phileas Fogg and details including their Discord, being operated jointly in English and in French, can be found at bit.ly slash artemissurvey2. Talking of things French, on Bastille Day, 14th of July, Emperor Hanky is partying only the way he can, only the way he'd want to. The event starts at 7am BST, that's 6am UTC, and the poster is put up on the wall reads like this. Emperor Hanky is throwing a big party to celebrate the launch of his sixth carrier. You're all invited. There's going to be umpa lumpers, fancy fishing chips and loads of booze. Did I mention the umpa lumpers? Problem is, our beloved Emperor went over the top on the options of the, on the new carrier and it has a rather loud sound system with fancy RGB lights and everything. So loud we're going to big up points so we don't disturb the galaxy in general and especially the mighty Tharg as he might blow a few stations out of existence in an attempt to stop the racket. Schedule is on Facebook events page and Hanky is doing the jump so you don't have to. He's on a tight schedule, so don't be late for any of the stops or you'll have a long way to go. Again, the post will be in the chat. Nice to see new events in this list, and we always want to hear about any that you, the community, are organising. And we're back in the studio. I think, Chicks, your your sound effect has invaded the news. 
You you were just saying earlier that you were sick and sick of hearing that sound. Not that not the blah blah blah. Oh, the music. Yes, yeah. And, and yeah, I did just. Uh, I've got a, I've got a button mark chicks, and I've got a second button mark chicks. You see, ah. and I pushed the button mark chicks, and I did. I think you chicks you have is hundred percent too many buttons. Yeah, well, I have two chickses. That's the problem. <laughs> you ever thought about putting a picture behind one of them, with, with one with a big cross, meaning don't press this one. Yes. Oh no, no, I've got them on different panels entirely. It's just that I got the chicks and the chicks muddled up. You see. <laughs> Too many chicks. <laughs> Too many and the chicks, chicks will spoil the broth, yes. Oh, dear. And anyway, um, yes, so, so welcome to the studio, and, and welcome to Commander Chicks, and thank you very much for your update on, on Hutton Systems there. Mm, thank you. Um, so, so Barnard Star again. Yes. Well, again. we can stand to gain something. Um, it was the Mad Monks last time, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it? we, we get out of the war. The trouble oh, is everybody else, yeah, everybody else is in war with each other, which means we can't raise our influence because it's all locked up, which means they do it again and again and again. In it's funny because 99% of Barnard Star influence is now locked up. But there's some um, poor faction languishing on 1%. Luckily, they're local. Uh, uh, I was just trying to look, actually. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not the Soul Workers Party, and it's not it's not one of the the the, the, the it's the, the Barnard Star Crimson Society. And to add insult to injury, they're on one percent, and they're in outbreak at the same time. <laughs> it's not going to do them any harm. I mean, there's only so much outbreak you can get before oh, I'm just going to be sick for a bit now. The rest of the board is just red. Yes, it's crazy, crazy. But um, I mean, generally speaking, stable. And there, there was an expansion this week. There was. There yes, was. Um, yes. The wrong system, but uh, yeah, and we, we we landed in um, Wolf four three seven. Wolf four three seven, which just so happens um, to, to to not be filled with anybody um, that that we really want to be contesting with, like like NPC factions, is actually filled by the alliance. Was it four five two one combine or something? Which is yeah, a pseudonym. Combine, yeah, it's a pseudonym. Is it? Yes, they're also known as the AEDC. You remember them, don't you? Somebody remembers who the AEDC are, don't they? They're the ones who try to take Lave. <laughs> yes. Um, Before my time. Yes, so they're, they're the ones who try to take Lave off Lave Radio and um, <clears throat> we're, we're prevented from doing so. But we don't really want to conflict with those guys because it is actually theirs, that one. So, um, yeah. I think somebody posted up a little meme of the, the the young child walking into the room and then pulling the face and then turning around rapidly and leaving. Yes, I think we're going to do that one because <laughs> we, we don't want to fight, really, do we? Well, no. Yeah. no. We need to pick our fights. No, exactly. No, uh, we, we don't, we actually... don't, and it's very difficult to say that when you're winking. No. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's, it's also the system's not very interesting and it hasn't got anything we want either and it hasn't got any silly names in it, so it's not really a Huttonish kind of place. It's more of an alliance kind of place. Mm, it's got yeah. one, one outpost, Bunsen Platform. Um, so you can guess who that's named for. Yes, and it's on the back burner. All... Yes, and we already have a Vert survey. Um and we don't really three five nine or somewhere I can't remember. We've already got one of those, so we don't want it. No, so so AEDC, if you're listening, no, it's not bots, and no, we don't want it. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, and, and thank you very much also to to Flossie for your update on the community stuff. So there's lots of the most of it's around sort of exploring and visiting things at the moment, isn't it? All the community events. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. You think everybody's just sort of heading out there for a little bit, waiting and biding their time a little bit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yep, and, of thing. And, and you've got some community goal news coming for us in a bit as well. 
Yes, I have, yeah. But yeah, it's community goals. It's not initiative. You're not showing any initiative this week. It's just community goals. I think I think they've fizzled out. <laughs> well, they were mentioned earlier, actually, during the, the Frontier live stream. Yes, uh, I think Arv and Dav were mentioning some of the uh, stuff they have to do for competing competing sort of CGs during an interstellar um, initiatives right. thing. So, so Dav did dread jump the old um, initiatives. Oh, but nice. uh, it was oh, well. it was it was good to see Dav on stream. Well, a bit more on that in a little bit. Uh, and then sitting next to you, we have Amelia. Good evening, Amelia. Good evening. And and you've got a, a, a different kind of rare for this this week later in the show, don't you? I do, I do. Something um, that could be classed as alternative, even. Yeah, it's a bit cyberpunk. It is a bit, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it's not a wild animal that's going to eat you, and it's not a plant that's Thankfully. going to drain you, and it's not a food <laughs> that's going to poison you. Thankfully. Um, and, and it's not a bunch of crystals that are going to cut you into shreds. Thankfully. So this one's not actually that dangerous. I don't think it's that dangerous this week. It just, just <laughs> I, I, I don't believe. I don't like it when you say that. Oh, it's not this, and it's not that. So when you when you look at foodstuffs, you look at the packaging, and it says contains no preservatives. That means it's full of sugar and colour. It's what they're not <laughs> telling you is the dangerous bit. So never mind what he's telling you. It doesn't have. Well, we know, just we know we're relatively safe because no one's going to, no one's going to sort of drop anything dangerous at the same time. I mean, you know, loose lo knockers has been off for a, a while, so I mean, most of the danger is sort of self-imposed on in his case. So uh, he's not sat near you; he's not here. So I think you're he fine. would be very dangerous if, if he was if he was near Amelia when she's testing this stuff. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well you'll need to stay tuned and see. Will do, yes. Um, but uh, other than that, you've been well? Yes, yes, uh, I'm well. And you've been to visit Nurse Wyeth and more stabbings and jabbings, or uh, not more stabbings and jabbings? No, you've had, you had one, haven't you? <laughs> I, I've had one, and it was the worst three days ever. Were, were you a it bit was, rough? <laughs> oh, it was rough is an understatement. Uh, and and how, how about your better half? Was, was your better half sort of no sympathy whatsoever and felt fine? Um, didn't affect her at all. <laughs> so she, no she sympathy? Got, yeah, she she got stabbed and it was like nothing happened. It's just a little prick. Yeah. So so you were called a big worse and told to pull yourself together. Yes. Pretty or were you much. given or were you given hot but, uh, soup and, and they're there? But she, she started panicking when I when I broke into a fever and um and got the the cold sweats and couldn't move off the sofa. Oh, that wasn't the um, dodgy kebab you had the night before then. <laughs> no, that wasn't. We didn't we didn't have any dodgy kebabs at all. Which which is so disappointing, really, because you know at least then I could have justified uh, enduring the pain. <laughs> exactly. There's a this this is self inflicted. So yeah, no, there's not exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you get the collie wobbles after. I haven't had a dodgy kebab in a year. Talking of dodgy kebabs, hello, Commander Palantir. Good evening. <laughs> yes, as our as our resident chef, um, I'm sure you've got your own super chef take on on um, how to make an edible dodgy kebab. Yeah, not a bad one. Actually, using um, using a pressure cooker, not a bad one. You put a whole elephant's leg in a pressure cooker. No, you take the bone out first. Oh, right. no, or you could leave the bone, I suppose, for it to rotate around. You know. Well, I mean, you've got to be able to use that electric carving knife you were given in the um, 30, 3270s for something. <laughs> I did have one. I actually bought one about 10 years ago and gave it away about eight years ago. <laughs> Having completely not used it for anything apart from that one Sunday roast immediately afterwards. and then yeah. Yes, and then thinking, oh, I could use it for this frozen item. No, I bloody can't. Right, <laughs> put that away before you lose an arm. <laughs> yes. Well, see, because Amelia would use it for scaring the postman. 
Um, but <laughs> I, I don't think he's ever going to come back, that guy. He's gone. He Amelia hasn't. I think he's gone. Amelia doesn't need anything that can be plugged in to scare the postman. She can manage quite happily with battery-operated items. And, don't um, even need batteries. Oh, she's <laughs> Deary, deary me. Um, so, so other other than that, um, some of you have been uh, tinkering with your feet. I mean, your legs. Um, you know what I mean. It's, a, it's okay. Yep. He's not here. We can talk about it. Yes, I know. The apology officer's got a week off. Mm. Definitely not. I, I know. A, is that a week yeah, off, uh, like a fisherman's well, friend, or a yeah, week off? A week off. You should have had your <coughs> vaccine. <coughs> Are you suffering golf. with Hutton burnout? <laughs> Are you suffering with Hutton burnout? Oh dear. From sitting in a cockpit for too long. I is think this is what's up with the apology officer. Cockpit? Did you spill your coffee last time you were interdicted? No. At Hutton Orbital, Wanda's pilots. What's this about cockpit and interdicted? I don't know. De-stress after a hard day's trucking. We like de-stressing. Our patented scrap-built vibrating massage chairs I will say. soothe away your <laughs> aches and pains. Full haptic crotch. And manicure will mm. revitalize you, ready for your next trip. Or simply recline in one of Wanda's spacious hammocks for a much needed power nap. Whilst you relax, our team of fully insured sanitation agents will scrub the inside of your cockpit, leaving Ooh. nothing behind but a pleasant smell of fresh linen. Forget about the ship's wear and tear. Take care of yourself at Wanda's. The furthest you'll ever go to relax. And that's where the apology officer's gone to. <laughs> yes. Mm. The apology officer has gone to Wanda's. Um, it doesn't sound like a bad place, actually. I, I mean, there are rumours. There, there, there are rumours uh, about, about that place. But, you know, it, it's, um, they are just rumours. Nothing dodgy goes <coughs> on there at all. Except at the no end. No matter how you spell Wanda. Yeah. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, um, so so yeah, we, we've been we've, uh, people been sort of walking around and testing their legs, and then had to put their legs away for a bit. I mean, that was mentioned mm. during the news. But um, do you miss your legs? That's the question. Mm. I do. I, I, I don't. You don't. Yes, I do. No, because I I am a VR player, and I can't do it in VR. You, mm. you can. It just just gives you a slightly different view. Not quite the same. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're going to the go and sit down and watch the telly, you know, sit down and watch well, something on the flat screen. I heard it was sort of working in VR, a few rough edges, but um, yeah. Um, so, so how about you, Flossie? I mean, have you have you given up, you know, throwing grenades at people and and taking out your rifle and pew pewing them into itty bitty bits? <laughs> Not that I ever did any of that. Really. Oh, lies, <laughs> lies! I saw you with the machine gun in the library. <laughs> I mean, Professor Plum is never going to be the same again. He really isn't. <laughs> Professor's what? Professor's what, Plum. What, about, what, what part of the professor is not going to be the same? You, you leave Eros Maidling out of this. Yes, the Professor's Plums are never going to be the same. Um, but, but yeah, I must, I must admit, I, you know, having having stopped now, I, I, I miss my taxi. Do you know what? I miss the taxi. Hmm. You know, just oh, no. I'm, I'm done you, now. You I'm don't miss. Out. You don't miss the taxi. You miss being chauffeured. I do miss being chauffeured. Yes. I mean, Flossie was chauffeured here on aboard her, uh, you know, her, her private stretched orca. Yes, because oh, yes. the chauffeur doesn't give you a crap. <laughs> the chauffeur doesn't give you a horrible look if you haven't given him a five star review. Yeah, but also the orca doesn't have that funny smell in the back and a sticky floor. Lots Does after I've been in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one hadn't. Really. Dodgy kebab. <laughs> 
I mean, we had to share the taxi on the way here, and there was, you know, there was Palantir on the little flap down seat, which which is decidedly unsafe. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I have my little flap down. Sorry. Yes, and and, and the rest of us hanging on for for dear life in the back as he sort of you know took took the uh, loop yeah, of shame. And that was very uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But um, yeah, sorry, sorry, I missed the taxi, missed the legs. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a couple of weeks. Is it nineteenth, something like that? Mm, Some of us get our 19th. legs back, and then the apology officer can mm. sulk a little bit more. Yep. Now, obviously, when that lands, oh, I tell you what, I've got a little video to put on the background while while uh, we're talking about that. Just um, uh, let's try pushing this button. Is it going to be really noisy? No, it's not. There we go. Uh, for, for the viewer, there's a there's a great big picture, reminiscent of some some film. Anyway, um. So are we going to describe it for the for, for the people who are listening to the podcast? No, this is a bonus well, for people I'm, who are watching. I'm, I'm no, 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 no. It's, it's just, this I mean, is they are watching. they are second class, but you know they, they should have something. Well, there's a big thing, and it says we break for nobody. And it goes whoosh over the top, and yeah, and, yeah. And hang on, I think yeah. it's making some noise. Let's let's just double check. They, they can log into Twitch if they want to see it. You can hear it. There you go. That's the noise. It sounds big, doesn't it? But if ever you wanted a reason to, to watch our video channel instead of listening to the radio, then, yeah, working out what that big noise was was, was one of them. Sounds to me like Cubicle 3 building up for another blow. It, it does, yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, th- this, was, this was a video we put together last weekend just showing quite how big the Corvette is when it's flying over your head at a height of sub-10 metres uh, and a very slow speed. It's big. I mean, it doesn't look that big when you're in an SRV. I'll tell you that for free. You have to turn off the shields to do that. Uh, no, no, no. We we did it, uh, and so we did two takes because the first time he sort of rubbed the top of his head with the shields and it glowed blue a bit. But um, mm. yeah, <laughs> but I yeah, thought you could have had some fun there. Just lowered your landing gear and clubbed him on the clubbed him oh, on the back we, of the head. We did try a few of those things, yes. And, and obviously, if you go over with the python, you can un- you know put that that the, your chin gun you know out you know the. Mm. The one that's underneath <laughs> and clobber people in the head, and or, obviously or, or flap down the um, the cargo scoop. That's quite a good one. There's a <laughs> satisfying clang as it hits somebody's head. Yeah, I mean, if then if you target the pilot, you can scoop them up. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't tend to work. There tends to be a sort of boom arg and red everywhere. A bit like climbing on top of one of Flossie's ships just as she's taking off. You know. <laughs> yeah, red. Good idea that. Red mm. everywhere. Yeah, pink mist. Yes, no, didn't miss. That's the problem. Um, so, so yeah, that, that that's arriving on the 19th. Now, we've got a couple of things we're going to need people to do and prep for. So in the, in the couple of days before the 19th, we do need to get a few commanders stationed conveniently in systems around Hutton, which is, I think it's 25 systems now, isn't it, Chicks? Yep, that's right. Yeah, because we've got oh, 25 well. systems and 60 bases mm. with lots of new staff in them. But, uh, I mean, I've been doing some, some, some testing. Now... Alpha Centauri. Well, 60 stations. We we've got more. I think we've got another. Oh, 30 the the un- surface. Yeah. yeah, but we don't surface. all. Oh, we don't control all of them. So I'd have to do. A oh, 60, 60 We do control though. Yep. Um, but yeah. So what we need to do is now. I know Alpha Centauri doesn't have any planets with new stuff on them in terms of the atmospheric planets. Eden is not landable. It is far no. too volcanic and all sorts. Um, and the other planets we can already land on. So so there might be some new bases there, but they're not going to be any new things in in that system. Now, I do know that Van Manen's star has a couple of icy worlds that are going to be opened up to being landed on. Very, mm. very cold mm. icy worlds. There's um, only so- one in Van Manen's star, the planet Nine, that you can't land on. Yes. It has, it has the first world major is rocky, which is obviously landable, then the eight of the other ices, but it's the ninth planet. So that's the only thing that might change. 
Oh, is it only just one opening? Oh, yeah, there might be just one more. But anyway, what we need to do is we need to go and find all these planets and land on them and have a look at all of our... You know, we might get a new science installation. We could be getting some some mm. agricultural stuff. We we need to find all the interesting things <laughs> that we've now Not got. Not Van Marland. That, that, that <laughs> blo- belong to us. Oh, there's a tourist base. Or something. Isn't it a tourist economy? There that is, one? but it's, yeah. a horrib- it's a white dwarf, so it's a horrible dark place. But uh, some, of the, some of the others, uh, looking at the Gs and the Ks... Or maybe we'll find something nice, nice to fight mm. over in Barnard's Star to make it worth fighting. George's pants or Trepin. Yeah, because GP is an extraction, extraction or refinery economy. It's got one of those beautiful refinery stations, hasn't it? The, the big mm. um, ones with all of the sort of smelters and things inside the station. So mm, um, it's a nice K-type star. Yeah. So what we're going to be doing in the sort of days before everything goes down and back up again uh, is positioning ourselves around Hutton Space so that we can find what's, what's our new stuff? What have we got? Mm. Uh, what's everybody else got and can we have it? Now <laughs> <laughs> do we get it? Yes. And how do we get it? <laughs> At war, what's it good for? Well, yes. Getting stuff. Giving Flossie things not to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, other than that, um, who, if anybody, caught up with the Frontier live stream earlier? Mm. Saw bits and pieces. Bits of and it. bits and pieces. Mm. Well, yeah. it was a superstar guest star was on it. One of our one of our favourites here. He's featured on this show as well. It was uh, the turn of Dav Stotts to to geek out a little bit about servers and server teams and how it all works and how how they placed um, all of the the new assets down on planets. I don't know whether you, anybody caught that bit about how they actually nope. placed them all. He's got. He's, he says he's got a spreadsheet or a database. One of the two. No, 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 no. He he actually and he does it all. Took over everybody's computers with a load of bots and left the bots running around the galaxy on planet surfaces, finding places that were flat enough to put things on. So they actually did it sort of some kind of crazy crowdsource botnet to to walk <laughs> around the planets and find stuff. So and he reckons there's something like 100,000 planets in the bubble that we can land on something like that. So mm. yes, his his botnet of suborned computers was running around all planets trying to find flat spots to put things. Distributed denial of surface. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. uh, so as the AEDC were were mentioned earlier, we can say there are actually bots, but they're helpful bots. They they find things. They're not they are not the kind that you think they are. I'm Mr. Dusty. Nor that one. And talking, of, talking of Mr. Dusty, or we, we had to have a chat about Mr. Dusty before, but you, you've been doing some research for a future article, haven't you, Chicks? Mm, next week's Van Marlen Star. Now, Van Marlen Star has a long history, prehistory even. It's one of the. Got five minutes. No, well, it, it's, You've it's got to be mad to go there. Yeah, you've got to be mad to go there. Well, it's one of the older mentioned um, systems back back in the day, you know, before uh, mm. b- before frameshift drives and everything. It's one of the long-standing ones. And uh, we have history mm. with the place as well. And um, we're looking forward to seeing what you, what you dig up, just not from any tombs or anything. If you find any tombs, don't go near them. I know, I was listening to that today. Because you do know that they were the quite calm monks of Van Marlen Star until we ran into them. <laughs> I know, yes, and then they became the bloody furious get off my lawn ma- mad monks well, of Van Marlen. Originally, in 2480, <laughs> they started out as the um, guardians of the free spirit religious sect, and they were the system was given to them by the Federation in 2480. Anyway, you're going to find all this out next week. 
Yeah, and then there's the sublime order and free spirit. That's why Cecil must have gone out of here. If anybody wants some background reading before they hear that one next week, go and listen to the entirety of Escape Velocity because it will make a lot more sense if you have. I'm working my way through it. Uh, Escape Velocity by Christopher Jarvis, obviously of the Radio Theatre Workshop and as broadcast on Lave Radio's website. Mm. Woohoo! It is well worth listening to, and it's set <clears throat> was something like 500 years ago, isn't it? The story for um, for that one. Yes, and it's brilliant. And I think the way that Chris did it on a shoestring to start with, and then went back and used Patreon to help pay for a, a proper re-edit and getting official sounds and getting Verity to to speak the lines and everything. Absolutely brilliant. I'm. I'm I'm uh, on his Patreon list. I'm well, when, I when, I, when, be, so. when, when I get back to doing work and travelling across the country, I may well have to download some podcast versions of it as well. Yes, available at all good Lave Radio websites near you. Um, 20, I think there are three series, six in each series, 20 minutes, so it's six hours. Yes, yeah. So just about one drive to Scotland. Yes. Yeah. Give or take, give or take. Um, so do, before we sort of move along to the next bit, and I work out whether I've actually got the right buttons programmed in this time. Uh, does anybody have anything else? No, I think. I mean, everybody was. Many people, I would think, the majority of people were doing a lot of time rushing around trying to play in alpha. Every and the people who weren't were busily trying to get on with stuff while everybody else's backs were turned, and that's all stopped now. And people are going, oh, what am I going to do for the next two weeks then? Well, no, we, we do know told some, you. We, we do know some people that might be able to tell us things that are going on, or at least two people <laughs> who are coming up soon. Um, so, um, Mr. Chicks, would you would you like to, to introduce the next bit? And I, I'm just going to hope that the right buttons go bong and things. And now, dear listener, it's time for us to sit back and listen to the gurglings produced by the inner workings of the digestive systems of Commanders Beetlejude and Wotherspoon, the galaxy's first double act where they're both the straight men, but neither of them realises. Galnet News Digest, 6th of May, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Imperator calls for Imperial assistance. Hudson hails Snooper's charter success. The Hamster Wrangler. Imperator Hadrian Duval has invoked the terms of the Paresa Treaty and called for assistance beating back this morning's attack on Nova Imperium by federal forces. The League of Mandu is acting on a tip-off that Imperator Hadrian Duval, the leader of Nova Imperium, was behind this series of starport bombings over the past nine months. Their Harmony's Shield megaship, together with a fleet of Farragut battlecruisers, is besieging Peresa and has called upon <laughs> commanders to help rid the galaxy of what Admiral Natalia Lee describes as brutal terrorists. The Admiral declared that if the Empire won't bring the Imperator to justice, then the Federation will. There is as yet no corroboration of the claims about Hadrian's involvement with the NMLA. The Tri-Superpower-Affiliated Counter-Terrorism Unit is still analysing the available evidence. The Imperator himself, who is in Dyson City Starport, has once again denied any involvement with the NMLA, and has called upon fellow Imperial leaders to prevent the Federation from imposing arbitrary justice within Imperial sovereign territory.
Federal President Hudson has thanked commanders and federal citizens for their overwhelming support for increased security within the Federation. The Proactive Detection Bureau, which intercepts communications within federal space as a means of detecting crimes before they happen, is unable to intercept some forms of covert communication, and it was these communication data packets that this initiative sought to gather. Hudson declared that he and Vice President Archer are now in a far better position to protect federal citizens from terrorist attack. As a result of the new provisions, federal commanders coming back to reality after weeks spent in the Odyssey Galaxy Simulator have found that their part of the galaxy has changed dramatically. Where once, the Federation was run largely on behalf of corporations with little regard for the civil rights of individuals. The Domestic Counter-Terrorism Act now means that the corporations are complaining about their private data being intercepted and no regard whatever is being given to the civil rights of individuals. Ships are tagged and their position monitored and there are rumours that the new kill warrant scanners given as reward to those who most supported the clampdown on civil rights will be used to report potential wrongdoers to the federal authorities for arbitrary imprisonment without trial. Civil rights activists continue to protest against the provisions of the Domestic Counter-Terrorism Act, which are seen by many to be disproportionate to the threat posed, now that the NMLA's alleged sponsor, Imperator Hadrian Duval, is under siege in Paresa. The only person in the galaxy who still has access to the Odyssey Galaxy Simulator, after Wednesday's shutdown, the so-called Head of Online at the Pilots' Federation, Commander Dav Stott, has dispensed wisdom and potentially also secret messages from the home of the Big Red Button earlier today. Commander Stott manages many thousand hamsters spread across a number of availability zones. These hamsters have different roles. Some of them paint pictures of the galaxy to display on the viewing screen in Commander's cockpits. Others introduce commanders to other commanders as a sort of dating service, or help commanders to buy and sell commodities. Some of them run very fast around their hamster wheels to generate electricity and counteract entropy and the eventual heat death of the universe. Commander Stott is very important because he's the only person who knows how to train the hamsters. He enjoys walking, whisky, and drawing charts with sigma curves. He's also head of mauve adders, scarlet crates and purple pythons, and as such should be feared by commanders everywhere. As head of online, Commander Stott is the first employee in the Pilots' Federation to be in charge of an adjective. And this has started a trend, with Sally Morgan Moore appointed head of pink, and Arthur Tolmy the new head of bald. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Thank you, Commanders Beetle Jude and Wotherspoon. Time now for Commander Chicks to regale us with another tale from his compendium of the A to Z of Hutton Space. After Haghole and Bonkers over the last weeks, we're going to hear all about the prosaically named LP532-81. So sit up, pay attention, and no sniggering at the double entendres. Well, just a bit. 
In this episode of the A to Z of Hutton Space, we focus on the trinary star system LP 532-81. It lies on the eastern edge of the Taurus constellation and is only two arc seconds within it. The LP in LP 532-81 refers to the Leuton Palomar catalogue recorded by Willem Jacob Leuton, a Dutch-American astronomer in the 1960s and 1970s, using the 48-inch Schmidt camera at Palomar Observatory. Leuton recorded an astonishing 17,000 high proper motion, and therefore nearby, stars in his career. A trinary system containing a red and two brown dwarfs, it has the distinction of currently being the most distant Hutton system from Alpha Centauri at 45 light years and lies over 42 light years from Sol. Have you ever wondered why star systems have hard to say and even harder to remember labels? Why aren't they called easy to pronounce names like Jerry Jones, David Davis or Sally Smith? Might it be that either astronomers are rather unimaginative and a dry bunch, or perhaps it is that there are just so many stars that you need a system, a catalogue. Oddly, many nearby stars appear in several catalogues, so may have many names. LP 532-81 appears in no fewer than 16 catalogues and is also known as GJ3224, NLTT10890 and WISE J032542.14 plus 055150.20 to name but a few. The class M red and the class L brown dwarves of the primary pair are each orbited by three high metal content worlds, all but one of which are landable for the purposes of prospecting and larking about. No fewer than five gas giants orbit the binary pair, all but one of which has rings and over two thirds of the 22 satellites are landable bodies. The second brown dwarf lies just under 400,000 light seconds out with nine icy worlds and a solitary gas giant. The two outposts, Hebe City and Savitskaya Refinery, orbit the second and third planets of the red dwarf, the primary star. They each commemorate early spacewalking pioneers from way back in the 20th century. Richard Hebe, a three-time astronaut, and the fearless test pilot Svetlana Savitskaya, who was the first woman to travel into space twice, the first woman to walk in space, well, float about a bit, space legs were useless even back then. She was utterly fearless and had completed 450 parachute jumps by her 17th birthday. Each of the stations and three of the surface installations are located close to the binary pair, with only Marques Station situated by the distant third star. The economy of LP 532-81 centres on extraction and refining, and with many landable bodies and rings, it keeps the population of a quarter of a million people busy. Hutton moved in to LP 532-81 in March 3304, and the system custodian, Commander Defoe 316, had this to say about the system particularly the remote goings-on, 400,000 light-seconds out. Marquez Survey was once rumoured for its wild puppy parties that Alvin used to hold in his wilder days. Well, there you have it. 
LP532-81 is unique in that it is the only system in Hutton Space where you can currently get the 200% exploration data bonus for Lee Yong-ri and his discount on ships. However, any data dump worthwhile of the protracted effort and risk of gaining rank 5 with LYR would send the influence through the roof for the foreseeable future, so tread carefully. One of the consequences of this system's sensitivity to influence is that Hutton tends to expand from here, most recently into Caddy, on a frequent basis. See? Chix is right about paying attention. Do too well in LP532-81 and he'll end up with yet another station to visit. And the poor chap's really homesick. Still, what can you do? Let's listen to Flossie with the CG News. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie, it's Flossie, and the community goals. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Last week's CGs support President Hudson or the Shadow President Winters regarding the federal surveillance. Support for President Hudson ended in victory at 2335 UTC on Monday with 160 million and 274 tonnes collected. Support for Shadow President Winters carried on for nearly 12 more hours before being manually ended by Frontier with 42,471,972 tonnes. New CGs this week. 6th to 13th of May. Fight for the Federation against Nova Imperium or fight for Nova Imperium against the Federation. Open warfare has begun in the Parisa system between Nova Imperium and the League of Mandu, a federal faction. Imperator Hadrian Augustus Duval has been accused of masterminding the NMLA starport bombings, according to evidence provided by to ACT. Admiral Natalia Lee, commanding the Harmony Shield megaship, declared, The Empire refuses to arrest Duval even when he and his organisation are brutal terrorists. In the name of the hundreds of thousands of federal citizens they murdered, we will enact justice. Hadrian Duval made an announcement from Dyson City, the home station of Nova Imperium. This invasion of Imperial space is based on false information. The Federation does not have the right to access our judge, jury and executioner. I call upon the Empire to come to our defence, as stipulated in the Treaty of Parisa. Nova Imperium is an isolationist group that believes in retaining imperial traditions and severing all ties with other superpowers. Hadrian Duval is the illegitimate grandson of Emperor Hengist, whose heritage was officially acknowledged last November. 
ACT is currently working to verify claims that the Neo-Malinist Order of Mudrid aided the NMLA on Imperator Duval's instructions. The League of Mandu has asked Federal Auxiliaries to support its efforts by handing in combat bonds at the Harmony Shield megaship in the Parisa system. Nova Imperium has asked pilots to support its efforts by handing in combat bonds at Dyson City in the Parisian system. The two factions have set out seven-day campaigns, which will end early on Thursday the 13th of May. To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in combat bonds at Dyson City or Harmony Shield megaship in the Parisian system. And that's it for this week's CG News. Flossy told you what to do. Thank you very much, Flossy. Now it's time to go over to a pre-recorded segment for the sports results from the Apology Officer. Welcome to the Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with an iron shirt in case you're meeting a lady friend and your mum hasn't washed a flowery one with a big collar yet. This week we have the following events. The careening off round the stars in an unattached sidecar Explorer Cup. The picking up at every stop so the bus um, ship behind is empty, Charity Shield. The completing your route really quickly so that you can go home for your lunch special award. The Blakey's on the lookout for you stealth challenge. The someone set up a rival bus carrier company conflict resolution trophy. And the getting Olive to the hospital but Arthur's motorbike is broken down challenge. So ticket machines at the ready, old money only and if Blakey catches you then you're disqualified. The classified results are Mark Xanthius, 43 Lydia of the Void, 36 Wyvern Sayez, 97 Orange Sidewinder, 45 Orange Sidewinder, 444.5 Not Menir, 231.5 Rampage Underscore 737 620 Texas Stew 302 James the Fox New record here 7872 Shatter Mage 1289 Montgomery Python 791 Oborax 710 Elgin City Two, Bucky Thistle, three, Fraserborough, one, Newton Grange Star, three, Wolf one four eight one Thistle, two, Ross six seven one County, two, Carson and Abbey Kittens, one, Bidiso Electorates, two, and that's the end of the classified results. Decals for Wyvern CS and Rampage underscore 737. Please email active part at huntnorbital.com 
and arranged to collect your hunting decal kit, which this week consists of a bucket of green paint Jack nicked from the workshop and Arthur's old hairbrush. Well, he doesn't need it, does he? We have six hunting runs this week at time of recording. The fastest is Commander Orange Sidewinder with a time of 1 hour, 23 minutes and 2 seconds. This puts them 42 seconds behind the record and in 14th place overall. Are you bored? Are you questioning your life choices since you're not playing the alpha? Then don't. You don't follow the crowd. You're not a sheeple. You're an individual. Exactly like all of us. Are you excited by the upcoming launch of Odyssey? I'm just generally excited, but all over the place because you've had way too much coffee. Well, here's how you can find some focus. Don't sit around, jump around, or get up and sit down 17 times a minute. Let the Hutton channel that energy into a laser-precise beam of pure productivity. How you ask? Well, I'll tell you how. Just go to hot.fothermug.com and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper before going out to do that Hutton thing that you do so well. No, not that. That's just weird. Let's face it, anything has to be better than standing around waiting on Stan turning up in the number 11 to the cemetery gates. Well, that's it for this week. Back to Studio 5. To the decal winners, especially Rampage who won his decal, despite the nasty looks that Mia kept giving him from over her hotbox controller, Time now for Amelia to risk life and limb just for your entertainment. So please sit up as we go into the Galnet Rares Digest. Now it would be excellent if I'd paid any attention <coughs> to Commander Palantir earlier. Because Commander Palantir gave me a very useful piece <laughs> of information before we start this one, didn't you? Didn't you, Commander Palantir? I, I did. I did mention it. You did, you did mention I it. Can... And I, the thing is, I, I may have actually done it. Or I may not have done it, you see. So I, I well, thought, I'm standing by in case you haven't. Then is is it the one Galnet Res Digest brackets intro brackets dot dot diddly doodah with, with with fade? Ah, but you, you could, see with fade. You see, I haven't got. The, I missed the fade because because the, the good thing is if you'd done it with the fade, then what would happen is Amelia would have been able to start much much earlier. Maybe oh, I don't know twenty minutes earlier than she's been able to this evening. Seamless guys, <laughs> really. Possibly, possibly. Um, <laughs> but if I if I change it to the one with fade, you see. It, it might actually work, but uh, but not the out. But the out the out one has to be the same, and the in one has. To, anyway, yes, <clears> this yes. this will be uh, this will all be all right on the night. You see, <laughs> now this might Push or might not. It might or might not have a fade. I don't know how one can tell whether it's got a fade. Should we check? Because it all goes quiet. Okay, let's let's try. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous commodities. So you don't have to. Caveman dabbed themselves with some funky red-coloured earth before sitting over a campfire covered in suspiciously aromatic leaves and hummed quietly to themselves in the hopes that it might give them an out-of-body experience, good rain or maybe just to pass the time of an evening, humanity has enjoyed decorating itself. Not content with just putting handprints on crudely drawn of crudely drawn wildlife on cave walls, or choosing just the right shade of animal pelt to match their shaggy hairdo, human beings turn their eye to one of the 
easiest to reach canvases, their own bodies. Body art, makeup and tattooing aren't just a personal aesthetic choice. In many cultures, they have religious and symbolic importance. The deep cultural meanings of Southern Pacific facial tattoos, the bold styles of geisha, of kabuki actors, nautical types throughout the ages and their ink, biker gangs, you name it. Groups have used makeup and tattooing as part of their identity. By the 21st century, what was in Western cultures a fringe art form became mainstream with varying degrees of success depending on the talent or literacy of the person doing the art. Having your children's names on your ankle, your favourite computer game character on your shoulder, or that old favourite love and hate across the knuckles if you wanted to look particularly oafish, became commonplace. Fast forward a millennium and, well, nothing much has changed. Societies throughout space still enjoy adorning themselves with artistic upgrades, using their own skin as the canvas. One improvement, though, has been in the manner in which it is applied or at least to the tattooing. Gone are the days of a pot of ink, a needle, and a few hours of pain, a few days of feeling a bit scabby, and the hope that the artist could actually spell your loved one's name right. Long past the days of being stuck with a permanent skin reminder of that relationship that went wrong, or that time you realised that plurals don't actually have apostrophes in them. I'm here at the tattoo parlour on Alakarakmo. Not some dodgy, dingy-looking place down some back alley, but a high-tech location that looks more suited to use as a high-class dentist or private medical wing. If you're interested in decorating your own skin, then this is the place in the galaxy to get it done, using techniques hundreds of years old. The locals have created a mixture of bioengineering and microelectronics that makes their tattoos some of the most sought-after in the galaxy. Custom designed to suit each customer, they produce what looks like a transparent transfer to apply to the part of your body you want to augment. Similar to, similar to those kinds children use to stick fake temporary tattoos to their arms to scare their parents. Carefully applied, then covered with a dressing for 24 hours, once uncovered, they're all but invisible. The artist, who has been hard at work on a pen and tablet combination in their studio, waves a handheld device over the area and your tattoo comes to life. You can choose what you want. Simple monochrome sketches, whirls and whorls of abstract art. And with an update released in 3305, you can now animate your tattoo. You can choose any color you want. You can even have bioluminescent inks activate on demand, powered by your own body's electrical currents. They last a lifetime. Want to change the name tattooed on your lower back having exited a doomed relationship and started the next one? Just visit the parlour and they'll flash the firmware for you. Want your own Banksy, Picasso or Van Gogh across your flesh? Just commission your favourite artist or forger. Pay the fee and you have the design you want. What's more, the tattoo can actually read your mood, whether you're angry or sad, and automatically adjust your ink for you. Feeling blue? Your skin can quite literally show it. Anger? And 
You can flash angrily like an ocean predator warning people away. Covert military operatives often use Alacaracmo skin art as camouflage. Using an implant they can tap, they become part chameleon. Fashionistas have custom face masks made, allowing them to update their makeup at a wave of a wand from their handbag. Though the custom of removing your eyebrows entirely and going with digital ones that match your mood is not to everyone's taste. Your imagination is the limit on these and you can change your skin art to match the situation. Walking into an important business meeting, tone it down a bit. Out clubbing, turn on the neon flashes and fluorescent colors that throb in time to the beat. They've even been used to write text on your skin. Something that is frowned upon by examination boards throughout the galaxy is having all the exam answers written on your forearms or down the length of each finger is the best way to get disqualified. Safer to write, I am a fish, 20 times, stand up, salute, and then pass out, than get caught using skin art to cheat. It's moderately expensive, quite rare as the production facilities are small and they're not shared, they've not shared the tech very widely. The danger? As with any digital technology, you walk near a large electromagnetic field, stand too close to an exploding nuclear device, or have someone touch you with a strong magnet and, well, strange things happen. Your cyberpunk skin tech might just read 404 tattoo not found across your forehead. You might end up all the colours of the rainbow or start alternately glowing, strobing, flashing and pulsing like a storefront Christmas light demo. Powered by your own body, it won't stop until you get to that factory reset, which can only be achieved in a la Caracmo. Woe betide someone who stands too close to an EMP grenade with facial art, as in, until you catch a lift back, you'll look like the kind of horror that steps out of the static on a 20th century television. I've gone for something tasteful, a simple word on my upper arm, rotating slowly in a band. This is Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest, and I'm trying all the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous stuff. Seamless. Thank you very much once again, Amelia. So th this one's this one's quite safe comparatively, isn't it? You know this this week's <laughs> one. I mean, you've been showing off the word seamless going round and round. Yes. <laughs> the, the seam on your arm that they've drawn It's quite. You know, you have a, a seamless seam now round round your upper arm. It, seamless. Yeah, and, and you can I, speed it up and slow it down sometimes as well. You can you can literally have anything you like, <laughs> well, and you yeah. never I'm thought about getting a tattoo. Like I thought we had that, glad we had the explanation because up until now I thought that's where her arm unscrewed at that point. <laughs> it does rather look like it's a bayonet fitting. We sort of push and twist a bit, and then your arm pops <laughs> off. You know, have none of you ever thought about getting a tattoo? I do. Well, you see, I have, and it's a very appropriate one because I'm I'm known for being quite absent-minded. You know, forgetting to change things like the fade at the start of the last piece, or forgetting to turn the microphone live until one after one word after Flossie starts talking, or, or forgetting to put. Or forgetting to put my background music on. 
You have background music? Yes, yes, oh, I do. <laughs> no, I've been gone for four weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no excuse. No excuse. <laughs> Oh, well, you see, if that's not in the notes, you know, I've, oh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, well, no, I, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, yeah, no, tattoos, tattoos, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm sort of absent-minded, and the only one I've, I, I would ever, ever get is right where my watch strap goes, you know, my, my the watch face goes, with a little question mark, you know, the, it, it's a little stylized question mark right where my watch should be, which when I look down at it is a reminder, you idiot, you've forgotten to put your watch on again. <laughs> And it would make perfect sense to me because it, it's 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 discreet and and it is an absolute reminder that I'm a Burke and I keep forgetting things. Oh, yeah, we, I do understand that your wife has actually commissioned that for your birthday, but she thinks you won't understand what question mark is, so it's going to be spelt out in full. <laughs> what you idiot <laughs> written under my watch? Yes. Yes. I, I noticed we, we we have a stray cow in the studio or near the studio in the green room. He's waving through the glass. Mm -hmm. And and he's 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 paying compliments. Yeah, he shouldn't oh. be waving that. No, no, don't wave no. that. It's it's not big and it's not clever. But um, yeah, well, no, it's, it's it's nice to see Mr. Cow pop in for an evening, and it was actually lovely to chat to him the other day. I haven't spoken to him for a little while, and it was lovely to have a chat with him as well. I did try hunting down the side move, but he's he's missing in action at the moment. But um, no. I, I, I do assume that the, the, the side move is somewhere. I'm sure Mr. Cow will tell us that the side move is locked away safely somewhere from all the COVID zombies and all those kind of things. But um, no, it was it was good to catch up with him. And on the on the tattoos, then it's not just me that's going to embarrass myself. Obviously, any, anybody else have a, a hankering to you know have have some? Uh, was it Alakarakmo? I thought that was going to trip you up, and it didn't. The Alakarakmo um, <laughs> body art there. <laughs> if or you could have know. an animated digital tattoo somewhere, what would it be? Ooh. Is that an open question to everyone? It, it's an open question. Well, Flossie, of course, has, I mean, ink in places I wouldn't even uh, think uh, to ink. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, no way I'd ever have one. <laughs> not, not even those free ones they were giving away on the Frontier stream earlier, you know, that, those lovely facial tattoos with the digital digital layouts oh, on them. No, I, I, have, I, I did get one of these um, temporary ones. Oh, the henna things. Henna things. I, I had a, a Hutton Orbital on my arm at one of the oh the, yes uh, it was um, Commander Evil Star yeah. yes yeah he was he, he was spray <laughs> painting newest, people yeah. the newest I've ever got to it so <laughs> yes um, so you, you okay so the answer is you, you would and you did and it was a Hutton Orbital one but then it washed off yeah <laughs> and, and how about Commander Palantir you can't improve upon perfection. You're not going to have, you know, if lost, return to Mrs. <laughs> Palantir. Oh, this this I, way up I, when you've had too many drinks. I'd never get that far away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's no need. The, 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 this curly thing attached to my arm stops me getting too far away. <laughs> no, the ball and chain attached to your ankle as well. Then. Yeah. But, uh, and, and how about the chicks? Mm, no, sorry. Not, not your cup of tea? Not, not even in the year 3307 with sort of dig digital ink? Mm, no, I've sailors are known for having tattoos and certain tattoos. Like, for instance, if you have sailed across the Atlantic, it, tradition had it that you uh, you had an anchor tattoo. And I think got to say that Pacific, one very carefully. <laughs> and the South Pacific, I think it's a turtle or something. Um, so different oceans and no, but no, 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 no. And, and no. Amelia. Um, I guess if it was going to be one of these futuristic tattoos, um, do you know the um, the little rotating Type Nine with the for the mug written around it? Oh yes, yeah, I know, I know the one. Yeah, yeah, I'd have that tattooed on my occipital mapillary. 
And you okay, that, 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 you're going, you're going, for those of us who haven't haven't swallowed the medical dictionary over at Nurse Wyatt's office, where, where would you tattoo that? <laughs> um, your occipital mapillary. Do you know that little? Um, it's like a little dip in the bottom of your neck, just just where suprasternal, right notch. between, yeah, right between your collarbone. Ah, right. Yes, <laughs> I know the one you mean. Yes, a little little the, the, one of those, sort of the rotates. nape of your neck ish and a bit lower. Yeah, about where a with, pendant with would Dracula hang. would go in for. Oh, the, the bit of my neck that makes me shiver when I think about it. Yeah, that bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, where roughly where a pendant would hang, it's called your occipital mapillary, the little I thought indent. it was called the fossa jugularis stenalis. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's what it says I, on Wikipedia. Well, that, well that's you good. Wash your mouth out you wash your mouth out with soap, sir. That's rude, that is. Yeah, I'm one, one of those... Of course, you, you could sell bits of advertising for companies, you know, Lacon wandering up and down an arm, or, um, you know, you, you could be walking advertising space to raise a few credits. Yeah, but you can't see what you're advertising. It could be embarrassing. You never know what, what kind of product you're... you're you're uh, advertising, you're walking well, down the street and saying, yeah, yeah, little blue pills, sir, you know. Falcon de Lacey underwear, or at least digital underwear, and yes. yes. You, could, you could go uh, sunbathing actually, suppose, with fake clothes on. Yeah, yes, until, until you get near a, a transformer and it all goes clear. <laughs> yes. I suppose you could have a small one on your forearm and use it and watch, a te- watch it as a TV, maybe, if it was that clever. Well, I don't know what the resolution's like on these things, but um, yeah, I, I suppose you could. Or you, I'll tell you what, you could have the Hutton News ticker for when you're out, so you can see tickety-tickety-tick down your arm what we're talking about. Well, it depends how hairy your arms are. If you're hairy arms, oh, well, that's, be a bit... That's, that's, that's hopeless, then. You keep having to shave your tattoo. All right. And the bald. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my head's going that way sometimes. Oh, so my chin will be going that way. Oh, that's, a, that's a reminder. I, did, did you, did you oh, mention yes. that last week, or did you not mention that last week? I've not had a chance to, to catch up on my week we away. We did not. No. So, the time has come. The, 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 mm. the ridiculous, ridiculous beard that I've been growing for the last six months. Um, I, I've, I grew it especially long, especially, especially for special effects. So, um, at uh, on the 30th of May, now that my work is coming back, finally, after, what is it, 15 months out of action on my work, um, I've had my first meetings and I will be going back on site on exhibitions at the very end of June, start of July. Um, so it's time to get rid of the ridiculous beard. It's gone. It's gone out the far side of sort of Brian Blessed, and I'm I'm heading into Gandalf territory now. Mm. Um, and um, it, I, I've grown it for the purposes of shaving it off for special effect. Um, so I put a little fundraiser up. Ooh, was it about, about a week ago now? Uh, stating <laughs> that uh, well, there are two, there are two goals. If we, if we hit the five hundred pound goal, then it would go back to my usual sort of neatly trimmed short beard. And if we hit the £1,000 goal, then my chin would be going naked for the first time in over 10 years. And for be, how long? Uh, for, 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 for long enough to, to, to shave it off? Um, I don't know. It depends how much the wife hates it, I suppose, is the, the answer to that one. Um, uh, my, my other half she might like it. having a younger man around. <laughs> well, yes. um, it, will, it will take literally take years off my face. Um, and obviously, an aid of special effect, uh, as, as we do. Um, so uh, the other thing is those people donating to the fundraiser um, get to choose the ridiculous facial hairstyles I go via en route to having a bare chin so I've already had suggestions uh, by one donor of the Hulk Hogan special you know the the sort of handlebar thing from the Hulk Hogan um, I think I think you should go monkey tail 
I did. My brother suggested Monkey Tail, but then he hasn't donated yet. So um, I, I might get away with that one. The twirly moustaches has already been bagged by somebody, so we will be mm. going via the the chick's special twirly moustaches. Could we could we pay you money to make you not shave it off? Uh, unfortunately, not. That is the only option not available. Ah. Uh. Because this is, of course, something you're going to do anyway. So yeah, well, no, I, I mean, I, I um, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was. Can we pay to keep, to keep the beard and chuck the rest of him away? <laughs> well, yeah, you could do. <laughs> but the, because, because I'm just getting to that. Because it's very, very likely when I start work, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to be masked while I'm dealing with the public. Plan. Yeah, so I have to be masked while dealing with the public, and I, I must admit, having the the really big beard with a silly little mask stuck over the top of it does look ridiculous. So um, I, yeah, I it, it will, it will, unfortunately, as a result of work, have to go. But um, mm. I'm going to say thank you very much to those that, that did put in. Obviously, I know times are what they are, so don't don't worry if you know times like it has been here at home have been <coughs> tricky. Um, but uh, I think we've just reached six hundred pounds for charity for special effects. So thank you so much to those people who've found a couple of pennies down the sofa and chucked in the tin and left snarky comments. Um, and I will be streaming live on the thirtieth, so Sunday the thirtieth. So um, how about not just shapes, but colours? What could about do, different, yeah. different colours? We could what we about devil's goatee? And I don't mean hiding at home and, I mean, for a period of time where you have to go into public with a, I, I was, I was just going to say pink. How about a pink beard for a week? A Ooh, beard. half and half. Half and half, Union Jack. In fact... Ollie Phillips did that, you know, the rugby player. He he dyed his beard um, in a Union Jack style and then shaved it off for charity um, four or five years ago. Yes, well, I, I mean, the reason also for choosing the 30th is whatever silliness I do on the 30th, I've got the time to, to undo it before work. So I, I have <clears> got about four weeks to be properly, properly silly with the beard as well. I have pasted a link in it. It's, uh, if you go to justgiving.com slash fundraising slash 21 beard gone by, that's B-Y-E, <laughs> on the end so yes uh, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising slash 21 beard gone by um, we'll, we'll explain what well, it explains about well, we all know about special effect but it explains the wonderful work that they do and the fact that I don't mind looking stupid for charity so on the 30th I'm planning on looking very stupid en route to, to being looking less stupid again maybe possibly um, it's going to be very weird getting rid of the, the chin fluff I've become quite attached to my beard, beard you know beard. But anyway, um, yeah, there are people who've been saying, no, no, keep it. I can't, I can't, and I wish do, I could. Do you find yourself sort of you absentmindedly fiddling with it and, like, tying it in little sort of pigtails? Because I've, I've got a bushy beard now as well. I find I'm constantly fiddling. I know, it's It's a fascinating thing. You see all these people, you know, you sort of this, this mental image of people when they're thinking, doing beard stroking. Now. Hmm, you know? I'm doing the same with my long hair. Well, yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine ladies, ladies do, do do that with their long hair as well. But, um, yeah, I, I do find myself doing the hmm a bit, you know, and the strokey beard. Um but yes, it's gone horribly grey, and it makes me look like I'm ancient, and I'm not. I'm 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 a mere youngster, so it will be going. And thank you very much to the Orange Sidewinder for reminding me to put the link up as well. It is much appreciated. Other than that, um, do we have anything else to cover before the end of the show? Don't don't think so. So, so what, what what how not, are our dates looking? So next that. week is the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. And then the week after is the twentieth. The twentieth. And we will yeah. We'll already be next. Done. Next week, I get uh, my hair cut. Woo! Hey. Which one? Oh, uh, 
Og mig hat. And so, Amelia, I know you were saying about hair. Have you had a haircut since it's been allowed, or are you you're hiding from everybody still? Um, no, I, I I've got mine booked. It's like a two month wait before I can have mine two cut. Two months. Yeah, I know my hairdressers kind of because you you were saying. I mean, last time I, I saw you in person, which was well before lockdown. Of course, it was it was short, short, wasn't it? Yes, I I normally have a like a a boy cut type hairstyle really short a, a bit like my avatar on um on elite dangerous uh, let me let me just see if i can put that up on the screen for the benefit of there we go there's an amelia on screen now there we go amelia doesn't look like that anymore <laughs> no, amelia my, looks my like hair. cousin it no <laughs> pretty much yes <laughs> it, it's it's currently down to um just below my shoulder blades so yes, what a difference a year makes and all that. Well, I, I'm I'm still still going with the clippers at home, and I don't I I don't want to go to the gentleman's barbers just yet. So I will be I'll be barbing myself at home. I will publish the the stream by the way of getting the chin chin done. But um, yeah, I think all these all this normality beginning to resume. So talking of normality resuming, so next week is our show again at eight thirty as usual. And then the week after is the show again at 8.30. But um, Commander Palantir, maybe something special during the evening? I think we should very much do something special. Uh, my intention, it's my turn to push buttons. It's my intention to be streaming it live from the bar at Hutton Orbital. So if hey. anybody wants to plan to join us on the <coughs> 20th, and that's in two weeks' time, uh, what you need to do is uh, when you've managed to get your, your hands on the update on the 19th, and assuming the servers will calm down, is on the 20th we're going to have a Hutton meetup, but not the usual one with spaceships and Flossie dropping things and getting fined. We're going to have a Hutton <laughs> meetup at the bar on the 20th. Which bar? At Hutton. Uh -huh. The bar. The bar. The bar. The, yes. bar. the bar. The station. We will meet our new bar person, whoever they might be, and see how dodgy they are. <coughs> dodgy barman, yeah. Uh, and we'll see a whether woman? we get whether it's a shiny kind of place or it's all grimy and grungy and well, we don't know. We've not been there before, so. If it is clean, it won't be for long. <laughs> no, no, we won't. <laughs> not not after Cecil's visited if anyway. It, I, I, I'm going to do my best. If it's dirty with all that gin stuff behind the bar, I intend to clean that up as quickly as possible. Yeah, I, I'll help you with cleaning up the gin and possibly oh, cleaning up the whiskey. Yeah, that was lovely. Thank you, friends. And I, I'm curious <laughs> to see Amelia which rares adverts are going to be on the posters at Hutton Orbital as well. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the question. <laughs> You know, are they going to be Karsuki but, but locusts they, yum? The mug better be there, put it that way. We have mm. no confirmation one way or the other whether the Hutton mug as a rare item is on any of the posters. It, it should be at Hutton, could along be, with Alpha yeah. Centauri Gin. Yeah, the Centauri yeah, Mega Centauri Gin. Because well, we know mm. the Lavian Brandy is in, don't we? The Karsuki mm. locusts. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of other rares. I, I can't remember. <laughs> what Even if it's nowhere else in the galaxy, it must, it needs to be at Hutton. Yes, and obviously the other one is going to be looking out the window because because the little orbital ones you can actually look out the window to the outside world can't you it, it's not into yeah, a, into the docking yeah. bay and um, so we can sort of see people flying past the window so if if you do want to come and see us on the twentieth then you know you want to be there and ready and leave yourself plenty of time to get there otherwise you think oh the show's starting I'll get to Hutton Orbital well do you know what mm. <laughs> you're likely to have just just missed it yeah and please don't stand at the bar waving f folding money it's not very clever. It's not, it's not a way of getting the attention of the barman. No, I think <laughs> power regulators and stolen yes. weapon schematics are the best way. <laughs> some, uh, there's some tritium to be made here for some enterprising fleet carrier uh, commanders. 
Yes, for people who don't want to do the proper journey. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we could run just before the show a Day quick trips, jump. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, so if we have a volunteer who wants to make the quick jump just before the show from uh, Aldin, mm-hmm. then I think, yeah. you see the barber going, oh, good, another bloody coach trip, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, you know, other Kiss than me that, quick helmets and all that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it'll be it'll be. Uh, is it is it DJ Funky Norm on the uh, decks next week, or am I double bubbling? It is. No, 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 it's all right. No, DJ Funky Norm, and then, Fantastic. And then it's, uh, say, safest if it's me the week after. I think. Yes. So, <laughs> well, thank you very much to those people who've turned up live on the stream chat and and chit chatted. We've got all the usuals. I mean, there's Carbon Fourteen XYZ and Beetlejuice and the Comet Born and Commander Root and the Cloud Atlas. Hey, how, we want to know when the Cloud Atlas is doing the next speed record. As well, we want to see the next speed record too. Um, we've got Goose Few, Ice Fire, the Litho Breaker, uh, Nosdus, the Ghost, PBSF Ghost, Mister Cow, the uh, the Rogue G One RL, Tom Toms, Techie Mister B, Texas Stew, the Orange Sidewinder, VNK, Virgo, Proz, and Wurzel Zero Two Ten. Oh, and Aiton and Bitstorm and people, lots of them. Hello, and goodbye because it's the end of the show. Uh, Amelia, what does it say? For the mug! For the mug! For the mug! <laughs> Soonish, she's just said. Journey too long, a cargo too small. Profit margins never really mattered at all. Gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We're taking anything, anytime, anyway. Loading all the teen out to the brim with the rest for the more. For the more. For the more. For the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more. For the more. For the more. For the more. Everybody sing a trucker's song Flossie always seems to crash into the sun Skibble the pilot on the Xbox One Helping out the free, you know, leads us well Trucking across the galaxy now, everybody else. Yeah. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the trucker's song. For the more, for the more, for the more. You know just where we're coming from For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more Everybody sing the Chokers song
give me a large pipe that I can line on And I'll give you cargo and sing you my song No point twenty-two light years to go Cause I'm too old, oh, 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 oh. too long Cargo too small The profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, any time, anywhere So shout it out loud like you don't even care For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more just where we're coming from For the more, for the more, for the more Everybody sing the Chucker's song For the more, for the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more, for the more, for the more Everybody sing the Chucker's Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Alex Zuno chooses his favourite ship, and you won't believe what he picked. Whee! Wrong one. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, let's try that one again. Seamless. Bong. Seamless. <laughs> Bong. Cocktails? If you can make one or tell one, you're in. Let's do it again! Let's do it again! Stop it! Seamless. <laughs> it's Bong. that noise again. Bong. Two. Relieve the infrastructure. Infra- 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 infra-